Hello, Devlin Bishop here with you, and welcome to Mondo Nostalgia. It is our podcast, and we are heading towards the Halloween season, and our page is going to have lots of great stuff. The Facebook page, also the YouTube channel. Look for it. We are big fans of Halloween here. And uh, yeah, even this podcast for the next three weeks, we have got Halloween type stuff for you. That's how much we love it. And today we're going to have a nice, fun little segment uh, because I know, I don't know about some of you, but when Halloween comes, this is the time that I like to add Halloween songs to my MP3. So I get a couple of weeks worth of hearing classic things. I have a big collection of Halloween stuff, some rarities and um, lots of other things. And unfortunately, doing a thing about music here is a little sad because we can't play a lot of the music due to the fact that... Uh, we are, um, you know, YouTube's going to copyright us and then tell us we can't play it and all that stuff. So we're going to talk about music, but we won't be able to share it. Maybe we'll look to put together a Halloween playlist for you featuring some of these songs for your Halloween listening pleasure. What I've chosen here is, um, we, Mike and I do this thing where we pick artists and we basically go through all their songs. Both of us have top 10 lists. And then we have a night where we celebrate that artist and we talk about the artists. And we basically, after we've revealed our top 10 to one another, we kind of put together a list that becomes our top 10, which come, kind of combines our thing. And we did this a couple years ago for Halloween. We don't really share these lists with many people. But this year I decided we would, and I'm actually going to let you know what the top 10 songs are that we did when we combined our list. Now, yeah, there's a lot of Halloween favorites. Unlike Christmas, there isn't a lot of Halloween stuff. There is a lot of Halloween stuff, but, you know, you're going to see a lot of the stuff that you hear a lot during this time. They're iconic. That's what we go for. But there are going to be a couple of surprises on there. And uh, those are the ones I look forward to sharing with you. Now, as I said, I have a great big list. And I can't wait to show you what Mike and I came up with. But I'm going to pick a couple here that I call uh, my honorary mentions. These are some that should be on your list. And so, um, you know, maybe look up for, or as I said, maybe we'll look into doing a Spotify list with some of these songs in it, if we can find them. Uh, most of them should be able to be found. Uh, and then we will put a link to that. Uh-oh, more work for Corda, but she likes that. So we'll look into that to see if that's something we can do. So if you don't see it there, obviously we had troubles, but if it can be done, you will find that list right underneath this video and stuff like that. And we'll let you know more about that as the time goes. Here's a couple songs that you should have on an MP3 playlist for Halloween, in our humble opinion. This isn't our top 10, these are honorable mentions. CCR, Bad Moon Rising, Abracadabra, Steve Miller Band, Elvira with Two Big Pumpkins, 
Um, yeah, it's a great song, trust me. Might offend some, so be warned. Gerald McMahon, Cry Little Sister. AWOL Nation, Holly, Hollow Moon, Bad Wolf. Phil Collins in the air tonight. Andrew Gold, Spooky Scary Skeletons. This is Halloween from the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. And Cher, Dark Lady. Yep, those are ones that I think are phenomenal. If you don't know them, after this podcast, write them down or go re-listen and check them out. Or we'll see if we can get any of those in a Spotify list. If we can. If we can't, I apologize. If we do, enjoy. But anyhow, all solid picks. But right now we've got the 10 and I'm going to talk a little bit about the 10 and why we think it should be up there. And as I said, Mike and I do our top 10s individually, and Mike and I are pretty close to liking the same stuff, but there are definitely some songs that I got in here that Mike enjoyed. We all agreed what songs could qualify for this, and we both need both of us to say yes, that is definitely a Halloween classic. So sit back, relax, and get ready to hear some talk about what we think are 10 songs you should have on your Halloween MP3 list. Or if you're having a Halloween get-together, I know this year it's a little harder, but, you know, whatever the case, these are the songs. Coming in at number 10, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. This song is so fun. Uh, it's a great song. You instantly know it when uh, the first beats come in. Uh, it's a great song. I've played it at Halloween parties before and people just absolutely love it. Uh, Warren has such, the lyrics of it are just so crazy and out there. Uh, it's not particularly scary, but it has an ambiance all its own and it fits in there with the best of the Halloween songs. Uh, you probably know it if you're thinking, I don't know if I know that. I'm sure you do. It has been sampled in a couple of other songs, but the original is still the best. And it's a perfect song to add to your MP3 Halloween playlist, wherever you want it. Werewolves of London, number 10 for Warren Zevon. Now, I told you there'd be some rarities in here and ones that might be a little harder to find, but definitely, in our opinion, worth it. Coming in at number nine, Haunted House by Elvira. Now, this one was tough. I wanted an Elvira song in there because Elvira's not known for her singing or anything, but she actually did used to do shows at Knott's Berry Farms where she would do some singing and dancing. And she's had a couple of albums out. And as I said in the honorable mentions, Two Big Pumpkins came out a couple years ago and has become one of my favorites. But this particular song, which was done in a movie, I think, that promoted 3D that was showed on IMAX theaters. I don't remember what it is, but I think this song made its debut in there. And this is Elvira at her best. It basically talks about Elvira being in a haunted house. And there's lots of great Elvira-isms, as in her bad jokes. She basically yells at the ghosts at one point. But I think this is a rockin' little tune. And although I just, I love the giddiness of my 12-year-old side to hear Two Big Pumpkins, I actually think Haunted House is a more 
Halloween-y song. Uh, it definitely has the atmosphere. It is great. I hope you check it out. And um, there may even be a video for it because, as I said, it came from a movie. And uh, this always makes me smile when it comes on my MP3. So, um, yeah, a little Halloween song that you might not know of. Coming in at number eight, Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. You wouldn't expect Cliff Richard on a list like this, but he released this song back in the early 70s. And I think this is my introduction to Cliff Richard. For those of you who don't know Cliff Richard, he's actually one of the biggest artists in Britain history. Um, he was huge. He used to be with a group called The Shadows in the 60s. He had hits in the 70s, 80s, 90s. This guy is still around making great music. Uh, Olivia fans would know he sings with her on the song Suddenly. He did have some hits here in uh, North America. He had songs like uh, We Don't Talk Anymore, Dreaming, A Little In Love, uh, Carrie, I believe, was one of the songs. And one of his hits was a song called Devil Woman. This was my introduction to um, Cliff. And I really like this song. It's basically about a guy who goes to get his fortune told and he instantly knows this woman is evil. And it is very atmospheric. It's fun. It's a great pop song. Uh, if you don't know it, you should definitely check it out and Oh, it's a good song. So number eight, Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. Now, we tried to not repeat artists, but it's a little hard because a couple artists definitely have lots of songs. And this one particular soundtrack probably gets played a lot during the holiday season. It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And song number seven is Science Fiction double feature. This was, I was very happy to see this on Mike's list as well as mine. I absolutely adore this. This is not only one of my favorite Halloween songs, this is actually in my favorite songs of all time. Richard O'Brien's voice on this song is absolutely stunning. And it's really kind of funny because in the actual Broadway play, he actually doesn't sing the song. It's actually sung by Trixie the Hostess, and it's a woman's voice. And um, basically, when the movie came, Richard O'Brien said, I want to sing the song. Uh, Patricia Quinn, who plays Magenta, was not too thrilled about it, and she's even commented what made things even worse was that they used her lips in the movie, for anybody who knows the movie. And it wasn't um, <laughs> Richard O'Brien's lips, but it was his voice. So she always says, not only did he take my song, but he used my lips. So that's a lot of fun. This song is such a love letter to old B-movies, and it is so gorgeous. Uh, it, it It's a love song. This is a ballad. And he sings about all these great films that are just... You know, and some of them aren't great films, you know, Day of the Triffids, Tarantula, you know, um, Invisible Man is in there. Lots of lots of comments, you know, the day the earth stood still. Just so many awesome movie references in it. But the fact that he does it as a ballad and his vocals on this are just so 
oozing with love for this that it's just a perfect song. I had to have it in my top 10. But when I saw that Mike had it in his as well, I was surprised. But it is a beautiful song. Even Damien, who, for those of you who have seen my Damien and Devlin review, he's not the biggest fan of this movie. He does like this song. Uh, he likes a couple of the songs, but this one he really enjoyed. And you know what? It is just a perfect Halloween song because not only is it gorgeous and it sets the feel of Halloween, but it also reminds you of, hey, let's watch one of those old B-movies, one of those classic old movies to get into the Halloween spirit. And I can listen to this song any time of year. Uh, recently, they did a live, uh, not a live, it wasn't, it was a, a remake of Rocky Horror that they did on TV. Uh, and it was horrible. Um, absolutely a mess. But one of the saving graces in that movie was a little song called Science Fiction Double Feature. In this one, it is sung by Trixie the Hostess, who was played by, I'm going to get it wrong, I want to say Ivy Levan. And her version is actually really awesome too. I still think Richard O'Brien's is better, but hers is quite something. And if you even just get the chance to see her doing that song in the movie, and then you don't have to watch the rest. Trust me, put the old one back on. She does a terrific job. This song is just so good and sets the tone for Halloween and all the goodness of its movies. Coming in at number six... Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, featuring vocals by Michael Jackson. Now, it's interesting about this song. Rockwell was the son of the guy who owned Motown. I want to say it's Barry Gordy, but I might be wrong. He wanted his own single career, and he gave it to him. And because uh, Michael Jackson was still linked to Motown, even though he had moved on to Epic Records, he called in a favor and... Rockwell does all the vocals in this, except for the famous chorus, Somebody's Watching Me. Michael Jackson does that, which gives Michael another Halloween song. And that's supposedly one of his favorite seasons was Halloween. The song was huge. Why? Well, it's quirky. It's unique. It came out around Halloween and... Michael Jackson was like the biggest thing on the planet when this song landed. You know, he was coming off, you know, one of the biggest albums of all time with multiple singles. So everything he sang on was pretty much gold. So Rockwell not only scored a big hit, but wound up with a song that gets played around this time of year all the time. So, you know, nepotism does help. Sadly, Rockwell's career never got off to anything when he started doing some of his songs without Michael Jackson. Well, the songs didn't exactly go so well. And, well, the good news is, is Rockwell is remembered every time around this year because Somebody's Watching Me is still played quite often. Oh, I'm excited about number five. I definitely helped put this in the top ten. This is a song I discovered maybe about 10 years ago, and it has become one of my all-time favorite Halloween songs. You may have to look for this one, but you will thank me when you did. Number five, I'd Rather Be Burned as a Witch by Eartha Kitt. 
I stumbled on this YouTube video where somebody basically edited it with a whole bunch of images of classic, classic witch movies. And I had never heard the song. Uh, up till that time, Eartha Kid, I knew a lot of her music. The only one I always knew that I played around Halloween was I Want to Be Evil. But as soon as I found I'd rather be burned as a witch, oh my God, my life was changed. First of all, that title was provocative enough, but the song itself, just absolutely amazing. It is just a fun little dance number. Um, it, it's just awesome talking about the pride of being a witch. And I've never heard anything like that you know there's tons of songs about you know oh my god look out for that evil woman or that witch and stuff but this is one that's just kind of like i don't care who finds out i'm a witch like and eartha kitt's performance in this song is just absolutely stunning if you can find this please do whether it's a remix dance remix or if it's just the original single this is a fun one to add to your halloween playlist this year we have added it and it is yeah oh, it just brings everything together and eartha kit classes everything up they don't all have to be silly songs this is a silly song but when eartha sings it it's real surprised people haven't tried to remake this one it's so good coming in at number four that soundtrack i told you probably gets played a lot yes the rocky horror picture show and of course it wouldn't be halloween without the time warp Richard O'Brien, Patricia Quinn, Little Nell, Charles Notting, they should all get credit. This usually only gets credited to Richard O'Brien, but they all sing on it. Even the narrator gets the, just a jump to the left. So I'm giving them all credit for this. This song is amazing. Uh, this song actually wasn't even in the original broad, uh, off-Broadway um, Rocky Horror. In fact, they added it because they were told that their play was too short. Uh, so all your favorites were there, but not the time warp. So Richard O'Brien decided, why don't we add a dance song in it? And boy, are we glad he did. The time warp is an amazing song. I play it all year round. And again, just with that opening guitar riff, people are instantly excited. This is a dance thing, and I love a dance song that tells you the moves, and this is one that does. When the chorus comes out, they tell you exactly how to do it, and it's a simple dance that you don't have to have any rhythm whatsoever doing this. This is just a fun, fun, fun song, and you know you're getting excited. You know you're a Rocky Horror fan because you're getting excited because I'm talking about it. This is probably, out of all the songs I talk about here, the one you probably want to go watch and listen to after I talked. The Time Warp is worthy. You have to have it on it. And if you have any kind of dance party in the future, you have to have the Time Warp just because it's a Halloween classic. And we ranked it at number four. Now, the top three are probably the most played songs whether you're listening to the radio and they decide to play a Halloween song, whether you're out shopping, they'll play these. But there's a reason for them. They're all really iconic. Number three is Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. 
Yeah, it's sad that this song caused a lot of controversy for Ray Parker and put him in court a lot. Uh, I don't know if any of you know the story, but originally Huey Lewis and the News was asked to do Ghostbusters soundtrack. And they turned it down because they just did the Back to the Future soundtrack and they just didn't want to become a soundtrack band. So Ray Parker Jr. was hired and he was basically told, we want a song kind of like I want a new drug. And after writing all night, unfortunately, maybe that song got stuck in his head a little. Although to me, they sound similar, but I've never really thought of them as similar. But anyhow, Huey Lewis certainly did. So when Ghostbusters was released, not only was it a smash hit song, but Huey Lewis and the News sued them because, well, it was very similar. From what I've heard, they've actually made their money back because Ray Parker lost the court case and and managed to have to pay Huey Lewis. But apparently in an interview, Ray Parker Jr. said that he re-sued Huey Lewis because Huey Lewis was never supposed to talk about the case, and he did. And after that, Ray Parker got his money back. So a little sad backstory, but it's a great song. And it fits so great with the movie. I'm not the biggest fan of the movie. I'm actually, I like it more and more as I see it. But I wasn't in love with it like everybody else was. But this song, I certainly was. I absolutely love it. This is a song that people who can't sing can sing along to. Just the, you know, Ghostbuster, you know, just yelling that out uh, is just a lot of fun. Uh, I think even if you don't know the movie, you would know this song. And you've probably heard of the movie. It's a great song. It's the dancing. Like, it's got a great beat, you know. Apparently, it mixes well with I Want a New Drug too soon. But anyhow, it's it's just a awesome song. It's perfect for a party. I love hearing it. It definitely has some Halloween tones in there, you know. Bustin' makes me feel good. I like that line in many different ways. And Ray Parker, even though, you know, it had a bad backstory, he's going to be remembered for a long time because that movie and that song is definitely going to be ingratiated us in years. And Ghostbusters is going to be a Halloween classic for years. Just like our number two song, which has been around since 1962, it went all the way up to number one and recharted several times, including just recently because of streaming. It changed the way the billboard charts are worked and it actually had a stay back in the top 40 last year. I'm talking about number two, Monster Mash by Boris, Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Can't forget the Crypt Kickers. When this song came out, <laughs> apparently I was not around, so I can't tell you, but from what I've read, it was an instant hit. People loved this song. They thought it was fun. Not everybody, because the UK actually banned this song for several years, saying it's too morbid. It's such an innocent song now, and it's probably the number one, if you ask people to name a Halloween song, whether you are a music fan or a non-music fan, Monster Mash would probably come up 
first, second, or third. Uh, I know, I remember people who aren't big music fans, this would come on at work around Halloween on the radio, and they'd all be excited, oh, the Monster Mash! So it is endearing to people of all ages. It's a fun, fun song. Apparently, Elvis was not a fan of this song either. He thought it was very trash. Uh, I only know that because Bobby Pickett was a big Elvis fan. And uh, uh, he asked if Elvis... A friend of him told him that Elvis heard the song and Bobby was anxious to hear if he liked it. And he said, no, Elvis thought it was actually horrible. Um, but hey, I think it's a great song. It's campy. It's cheesy. It's childish. But you know what? You could put it on and it excites people from five years old to 95 years old. Just because it's become graciated, it will still always get airplay on the radio around this time of year. And as I said, even last year, it became one of the most popular streaming songs again on streaming sites. It, there's an endearing quality to it. 62, that's decades of giving love to one song and it's deservant. Now, Mike and I decided that it's the number two song because the number one song is just become even more iconic in some ways. Well, maybe not more, but just as. And of course, number one is Thriller by Michael Jackson. When the Thriller album came out, there was a lot of singles released from it. Billy Jean, Beat It, Human Nature. And I remember they announced that they were going to have the big reveal of the Thriller video on, well, it was on MTV, but we got it on Much Music. And I remember as a kid actually going and listening for it. Like, I remember it was an event and people would tune in and it got huge ratings to see what Michael Jackson, I think it was the first time that a video ever kind of had, like people were like talking about, you gotta see this video. So people watched the premiere of this video and it did not fail. It's a, believe it's 13 or 14 minute odyssey directed by John Landis. And uh, boy, if you watch our upcoming Halloween trivia, I think if you listen to this podcast, I'm gonna help you with your ratings on that. Cause I think I've revealed a couple of uh, questions answers here tonight but that's okay that just means that you've supported the channel and that's what we want to hear michael jackson's thriller was absolutely amazing the video and the song uh i have so many great memories of this song i love everything about it not only is it just a rocking good song but it's also got it's got a great dance beat it's got so much atmosphere it's got a killer line, and apparently it wasn't even supposed to be called Thriller. I can't remember what it was, but Michael had a whole different thing for it, and then he revamped it to be Thriller. And then on top of that, you get Vincent Price to do your song. We get Vincent Price rapping on this, and it becomes so iconic. And just even throwing his laugh at the end is perfect the video gave us not only a 14 minute masterpiece which is still in my consideration one of the greatest music videos of all time 
but it also gave us a dance. And I've seen many drunk people trying to do that dance. And I remember just seeing people always wanting to copy it. In fact, for a while there, if you went on YouTube, there were a lot of people trying to do these dance versions of it. But I'm sure a lot of drunk people always tried to do the moves that Michael had. Uh, yeah, especially in this song. Uh, there was a making of it that became a huge seller on VHS that included the video and then how they did it. It had Rick Baker, who did um, The American Werewolf in London, who um, did the makeup that looked so phenomenal. I never knew what he was supposed to be. I think he was supposed to be like a bobcat or, or something, but... I, it's just an amazing song. Two of my greatest memories of this song is happened both at the Staircase Theater in Hamilton. Uh, number one, I remember dancing to this up on stage with a good friend of mine, Adriana Lara, uh, who I just had a great time. I was dressed up as Count Avila. Hope I haven't shattered anybody's uh, <laughs> imagination with that and basically you know she was up there dressed up and we were just dancing up a storm to this it was a great memory my other memory is when they asked me to host the rocky horror picture show at the staircase i asked if i could play uh opening show with music videos and stuff and everybody was dressed it was a packed house everybody was dressed and i wasn't sure how thriller was going to play uh, this was like probably in the 2000s, and I wasn't sure. I knew people had love for Thriller, but we had an audience that was looking forward to Rocky Horror. As soon as I played the opening bit of Thriller music video before the movie, people absolutely went nuts for it. And it made me so happy, and it made me realize that you may have, you know, Michael's had some controversial issues. Some people have canceled his music, but you know what? I can't, I can separate things he's done to the artistry that he gave. And I'm so happy I can because Thriller is probably one of the most amazing songs. I think I can listen to it any time of the year, not just Halloween, where something like the Monster Mash is basically just a Halloween listen. But Thriller, I can listen to all year long, and I absolutely adore it, and I know a lot of people enjoy it. And that's why Mike and I both had it at number one on our list, so it was inevitable to be number one. Hopefully you found some new songs here, or I made you remember some of your favorite Halloween songs. Whatever the case, thank you for listening. It was amazing. I'm going to do a couple more Halloween podcasts for you. And please, we're going to see if we can get a Spotify list of Halloween songs. And if we don't, please go write some of these titles down and look for them on YouTube or some other places because you want great Halloween music. And I think we've provided you with a whole bunch of great titles. Anyhow... We'll be back with more Halloween stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you really soon.